Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Bouble. Good day, everyone. And welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. Joe Bouble, tax partner in the New York City office, as well as the firm's tax practice leader. Today, we're going to be talking about a section 962 election. This is another podcast in our series of three on international tax aspects of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Section 962 has been in the code before, but it's now getting renewed emphasis because of the uh, Tax Act changes. And to discuss all that, we have as our guest today, Paul Daly, who is an international tax partner based in the New York City office. Paul, welcome again, and welcome back. Thank you, Joe, and again, it's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so Paul, we have guilty came in by the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. We have FITI, and now we have the 962 election, which has been around a while, but let's get more attention. Can you just explain the basics of that section? Surely, you're right, Joe. Section 962 has been around a long time. It's really become much more involved because of the um, Tax Act consequences. Basically what it is, it's really novel and revolutionary. It says that if you are an individual and you have what's called subpart F or guilty income, you can decide not to be an individual and to be taxed at corporate rates, quite novel. So that instead of being taxed as an individual, you would be taxed as if you were a corporation. Now in the past, that really wasn't all that smart because the corporate rates were pretty high. But now when you have corporate rates of 21% and you have specific benefits and guilty, it can be a real benefit. But the key, Joe, and we've discussed this is that analysis is necessary. It could be really great, but it's not always, if I may, the answer to everything. Analysis is really necessary to discern the terms, the pros and cons and benefits in each taxpayer situation. Okay, so it's not the cure-all for all ill, but can you just tell us what are some of the characteristics that a taxpayer may have that would make this election viable? Thank you, Tony. Correct. That's the correct way to say it. But again, it could provide benefits. The characteristics, we have various characteristics. When I see these situations, I say 962 should come to the forefront. The first is <clears throat> foreign taxes. If I have foreign taxes that the controlled foreign corporation is paying, if I do nothing, I get no benefit. By making a 962 election, I could reduce I can get 80% of my foreign um, another, another characteristic that I look at is what country it's a control, control foreign corporation in. Because this concept of being taxed as a corporation takes with it a second level of tax. You now have this fiction that when the distribution comes out, it's taxes of a corporation is distributed then to its individual shareholder. If the control of foreign corporation is in a non-treated country, that's going to come out as ordinary income, 37%. If they are involved, um, in fact, a treaty country, it would then be subject to the qualified different rates, which would be 20%. Um, and then you have net investment income tax of 3.8. Those are some of the characteristics. Another characteristic that I look at, Joe, is 
what type of income you have that's what's called previously taxed income. I have many taxpayers who have significant previously taxed income, and they may not distribute if you made this guilty income for a very, very long time. So it's really a nice deferral technique because you pay a very low tax now, and sometimes you could reduce your tax, corporate tax, to zero, federal, and you have a real deferral you actually distribute and you take away um, from the PTI from the transition tax. Okay, thanks Paul, that sounds good. Now let's just take the flip side. Are there situations where on its face you can look at it and say, you know, this is, wouldn't be that efficient because of certain facts and circumstances? Yes, thank you. And you know, again, I, I don't think that the analysis is necessary. Many people come to us and they say, oh, this is no brainer. And we always say, no, we still need to put pencil to paper to make sure. The characteristics, I had talked about treaty countries. If I'm talking about a non-treaty country, let's say I'm not talking about a lot of previously taxed income coming from the transition tax. 962 is a deferral because quite honestly, when you do have that distribution, it can come back to buy you and have a higher tax rate. Um, again, because of the level of double taxation. So if something's saying to me that they're from a non-treaty country and in fact, they have excuse me, plans of distributing very soon in the near future, I would say they're not a good 962 candidate. And I think that maybe if we can, state ramifications also have to come into play. Right, that's what I was just going to say. So whenever we go over the federal rules, which we just did and got a handle on it, now you've got to look at the state implications. So essentially, how does treat someone that's made a 962 election? That is so well. The answer to that is I don't know. Um, and the reason okay. for that is that most states don't know. It's very, very difficult. We've had a lot of people work in state by state. Most states um, really look at a 962 election as not having any impact, and therefore they will tax that um, dividend as if you received it federally. You know, it's interesting, Joe, that when you look at a 962, you do the mechanics, it's not included in an individual's Form 1040. It's really a sidebar calculation. We do what's called a Form 1120 pro forma, calculate the tax and throw it on the 1040. So if you look at the Form 1040, you're not going to see that amount included in the gross income. There was some saying, well, if it's not included in the gross income for federal, why should it be taxed by the state? I believe that very clearly, even though it's not included in the 1040, the law says it's included in gross income. So we believe the appropriate determination for most states is that it's includable in income when you make the 962 election. Um, and then the issue is when you receive the corporate distribution. There very well could be double taxation. We feel that that's quite honestly inequitable. But the problem with that is, let's take a state like New York. New York clearly in our market tax you now when you do the 962 election. If you then distribute, for federal purposes, it's going to be includable in your federal gross income. This is if a corporation, this um, hypothetical fiction distributed, the state very well could tax it again. 
absent any type of modification, I think that's the position. We would obviously try to refute that, but the way it looks now is that there could be this level of taxation. But you know, you do have to look at the states. You know, individuals in Pennsylvania where they're only gonna be taxed once. So, you know, it depends upon each state, but we find in New York State, New Jersey, it's a fact that could consider um, the United States election is not overly efficient, again, because there is this potential for double taxation. Nicole, thanks. But on the federal side, even though, as you said, it's a back of an envelope calculation on the front end, and then the second time it could be taxed as a dividend, um, you know, it is subject to tax twice on the federal though, conceptually. Conceptually, that's well said, Joe, it really is. And I look at it conceptually is that there is this double taxation because this is corporate taxation. And why I feel it's inequitable from the state level is that they're not giving any recognition to these concepts to begin with, but yet they're saying that there should be a double taxation. Um, but yes, I, there, there is certainly that level of double taxation. And we also want to mention that even in terms of the 962, whenever you do make a, um, any type of distribution, actual distribution, there will also be that net investment income tax of 3.8%. Right. Okay. Thanks, Paul. So, you know, we keep talking about a 962 election. Can you just take us through uh, what are the mechanics of the election? And can it be done on an amended return or a late filed return? And how does all that work? Great, thank you, Joe. And again, it's interesting in that you have your Form 1040, you would make this 962 election. It has to be an election that you're making. Um, very interesting that we believe there is support and we followed it um, through revenue rulings that you can do it on a late filed return or an amended return and you can make this 962 election. So again, it is an annual determination though. You would look <clears throat> and only applies if you have what's called subpart F or guilty income. Now you can't cherry pick, meaning that if you have guilty income, you can't use it for some or not for your subpart F. Once you have subpart F or guilty income, particularly year, you have to use a 962 election for all that income. But once you do that, you don't have to do it the next year. And again, the mechanics of it, Joe, is that you would file a Form 1120 as if the corporation received it. That would be an attachment to your return. And <clears throat> the again, it would be the sidebar calculation where you would then put it into the federal tax and you would pay it. But again, the key is that by doing it for one year does not put you in that you have to do it every year. It's a year by year determination. Okay, Paul, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on talking about the 962 election with us today. And to everyone out there, we have two other podcasts on similar topics, one on guilty, one on fitty. So please look out for them. And to everyone out there in your families, I hope everyone is doing well and uh, getting through these difficult times and stay safe and carry on. And thanks again, Paul. And uh, have a good day, everyone. Thank you, Joe, and thank you, everyone.